This episode of the Keep It To Yourself podcast is dedicated to the memory of the niece of Eric Londrigan, whose drawing became the basis for the artwork of this podcast this summer of 2021. My deepest condolences and sympathies to the Londrigan family during this very difficult time. This is a Kitty Pod production. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! I'm your pre-owned. I don't fool with no horses, boy. He's an habitual line stepper. Any savage at all, your podcast is crooked. Come on, man. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Oh my good, goodness gracious! Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. I demand the hour, the man of the power, to speak to be sour! Plausibly live, but recorded in parts. From the rolling hills of Saratoga County, New York, it's the one, the only, Keep It To Yourself podcast. And now, here's your host, Jason Bullock. I have no idea who he is. But he was dug and dug. Alright, that's enough, Morgan. And you're quite welcome. This is episode 132 of the old Kitty Pond. I'm recording this intro on Wednesday, the 11th of August, 2021. 48 hours from this very point, I'll have had the first of three, possibly four events of my high school class's 20th reunion in the rearview mirror. There's going to be a special episode, cross your fingers, related to that coming up later this week. And speaking of nostalgia, Saratoga Springs High School Class of 2001 produced not only yours truly, a rather successful podcaster, but also one of my good friends as well, and also one of the first guests to make his appearance on the Keep It To Yourself podcast way back in October of 2017. Now, I was supposed to meet with this person for what would have been my first in-person interview on this podcast in over a year and a half. Because, you know, COVID and all those restrictions and social distancing and whatnot. Well... He's going to make his umpteenth appearance, and I say that advisedly because I don't know how many he's had off the top of my head. He's made so friggin' many. He's become essentially the Bill Murray to my David Letterman. All right, tell us who this person is, frat boy. Okay, I'm getting to it. Adam Parada, apes. Last weekend, it was supposed to be me and him and Joe Bruno that were going to be shooting the you-know-what about Eddie Murphy films and our favorites in light of Coming to America, which premiered almost six months ago on Amazon Prime. But due to a minor medical issue, and thank goodness it was just that, thank goodness it wasn't COVID either, uh, we were not able to pull this off. However, we had to take to the Zoom room. That's what I'm calling it. Well, okay, we just took it to Zoom here. Enough flowery pros for one intro. You're flying from this intro already. What's the matter with you? All right, shut up. Keep getting interrupted every turn in the road. Anyway, Adam Parada and I took to Zoom to talk about the films of Eddie Murphy and where he thinks the Coming to America reboot, called Coming, the number two America, ranks in our favorite Eddie Murphy films. 
And by the way, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you already know what number one on both mine and his list are. I'm not going to spoil Why should I bother? Places. Anyway, all right, now that we've got ourselves in this cul-de-sac, let's try and get out of it here. Let's do my social media right here and now. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at keep underscore podcast. There's also the Keep It To Yourself Facebook page. As I watch Vicky Guerrero get right in Orange Cassidy's ear watching AEW Dynamite live from Pittsburgh down here in the strip and that. We're about to get off in your ear holes with episode 132 of the old kitty pot as we start with the vanity portion. And you're asking yourself what has been going on in the life of one J. Michael Bullet. Well, first off and more importantly, he's been trying to avoid the Delta variant of the coronavirus which has been making the rounds here in upstate New York, the rolling hills of Saratoga County, and other parts of the United States as well, if I had to imagine. Actually, I don't have to imagine it's truth. So, I don't know if I told you this in the last episode, but I better tell it now. They reinstated the mask mandate at my workplace, which is, if you were sat at your workstation, you would, you know, it's up to you whether you want to have your mask or not. But if you got up off your workstation, you walk around the production floor, go into the bathroom, go into the break room, you know, something or other like that, it's mask on. No exceptions, no excuses, and no exclusions either. I almost botched that part up. Anywho, it's, that's just how it is, and the mask mandate's going to be in place as per New York State law, guidance, etc., until at least the end of September. There goes Jungle Boy Jack Perry with a slam dunk. LeBron James would have been proud. <laughs> All right, I'm watching AEW Dynamite as I'm recording this, so I apologize if I get distracted one way or the other. <laughs> Man, shotgun defense or whatever that was. Oh, that's football. Well, we'll be talking football next month with the whole, you know, Super 6 picks, skin picks, or any, what I did last year. All right, we're getting distracted. I'm sorry. Uh, mask mandate per New York State law and guidance, etc., is on the books until at least the end of September. But with this COVID Delta variant, who the fuck knows? So there you have it right there. And this dovetails nicely into the only bit of the vanity portion that I want to talk about. And that was Summer of Little 3.1. And I want to give a shout out right now to Bob Walsh down there in suburban Hartford, Connecticut for organizing this whole thing. It's called 3.1 because we were supposed to have it last year, but with COVID restrictions and whatnot, it did not happen in person or at all. So, I only decided, me and this other person, were called Littles. Those are the names of those who are fans of the Tony Kornheiser show. We were going to do this little Summer of Littles gathering at Saratoga Racecourse. And I knew there was going to be a goodly crowd as it was the day of the Whitney Handicap. Well, I've been checking the CDC County COVID tracker and it said that uh, in the beginning, it was a moderate transmission of the Delta variant, and then, as the weeks went on, it inevitably went up to a substantial risk. It's currently, as of recording, a high risk of transmission. So, with that top of mind, when it was substantial, I emailed Mike. I said, hey, listen, I think we ought to cancel this whole thing in person. I said, all right, we'll do it. So, I emailed Bob and said, uh, we're scrapping the whole thing. We were not the only ones to do it. There were two in-person things that were going to take place in Australia, down under. And those were off the books as well. And there were some venue changes, you know, one thing or another like that with some of the other meetups. 
but everything went smoothly. So I wound up doing the virtual venue for the Summer of Littles in two shots at around four o'clock Eastern time. And it was great meeting everybody, even getting to see uh, Gary Braun, Super G from the Tony Kornheiser show. That was awesome sauce right there. Got to see Bobby Godfrey, shout out to him too. And all the other Littles who participated, a small but mighty group on the interwebs that really made this something to remember so there you have it right there so that's my vanity portion roll on saratoga springs high school class of 2001 20th reunion and while we're on the theme of nostalgia i'm not going to do a jason sports corner or anything like that i'm going to get right to this interview making his eighth ninth whatever appearance this is i bring you the one the only adam parada and we'll get you out to the interview on the Zoom Zooms right now. Hey, come on, come on, on take a ride. There's a party over there that ain't no job. It's live, live, it's all the way live. Don't even have to roll, don't even have to drive. It's slide, slide, slip it, it's slide. Just forget about the troubles in your nine to five. And just sail on, that's what you do. Just sail on. Now the zoo's so fucking hey, what do you think? What is it called? It's called a lakeside strength. Sideways too. <laughs> hey, how you doing? What's up, my brother? How you doing? All things in Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm just dealing with a couple technical difficulties. I'm a dad now, so you know I got to have the technical. My technical know-how is is less than it used to be. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I got your text about how you had to put down little Wesley. He was supposed to be a guest last night till I botched the whole thing. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, he he had to go for his for his afternoon nap. He's not a big fan of the naps lately. Well, all right. Well, I was going to get going right here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Adam Parada. This is uh, this has got to be your ninth appearance. You've made so many, I've lost count, essentially. Is it nine? Wow. That's surprising even to me. Yeah, well, you're sort of the Bill Murray to my David Letterman, I'm willing to bet. Is it, when When is my blazer? <laughs> Saturday Night Live. <laughs> like Alec Baldwin, the five-timers club. I knew you were going with that, but... I guess we'll wait till 10 for that. Wait till 10. Yeah, wait till you hit double digits. I'll think of something for you. Anyway. Um, three, uh, I think three Christmas episodes, right? Alone. We did, we did two in 2019. That was before uh, COVID shut everything down. We didn't do one last year. We didn't do one last year. We could have used, used you. Symphony Jennings Maywalt was uh, holding it down for me. It was a packed show. Oh. Uh, brought you up from what I recall. Yeah, uh, well, I'm looking forward to number nine here. That's good. Hey. Well, uh, um, all right. Well, either way, we just wanted to talk to you here. I don't know if you've seen uh, Coming to America yet. That's originally why I wanted to bring you on. Not you the know, original. This is the Amazon Prime. I got to admit, I have not had a chance to watch it. Okay. Well, you know what? We got our, uh, no big thing, but we've got our uh, 20th reunion here in the East Coast. We've got that all done and dusted now. 
I heard it's a big, pretty big weekend this weekend. How was it? It was great. I saw you watch the first of the first of the one of the live streams. I was surprised. Okay. It was so live. Like, uh, in Los Angeles. That's right. You had some West Coast viewers. Yeah, Peretti told me it was going on, and I tuned in a little bit. Looked like you guys were having fun. We did. We, we entered this new place called Whitman Brewing. It's the old Saratoga building on uh, Lake Avenue. Yep. Remember that? Yep. They took the bottom part. Now it's like a brewery and a nice little cafe. Okay. Locked off two community tables, one of which was I had to I had to move community tables because a bachelorette party was right behind us. They were nice people, though. There was no, um, you know, Michigas. There was okay. no nonsense between them. So what they did was they uh, one of them took our picture. I, mean, I don't know if you probably have seen it. Like we're all up on the stair, like we're all assembled on the stairs. Okay. They had to take our picture, which I thought was very nice of them. Nice. Now, was anybody that bachelorette party did not include any class of two thousand one attendees? No, it did not. No, there were there were not a one in the bunch. We were the, in the table behind them. <laughs> did anybody <laughs> did anybody party like it was two thousand and one and have to be? Yeah, we did. We um, had like a mango hard seltzer there, and uh, I think Sarah Berger got that for me. Nice. So, uh, also, I just want to say Dallas Wells sends his regards. Oh, uh, D Wells, how's D Wells doing? Doing good, man. He's back in Saratoga for almost two years now. Is he? Has he gotten over the time I scored on him in uh, in little leagues or youth soccer yet to, to win the game? <laughs> that was a big moment in both. I didn't even. We didn't even bring it up. I'm like, you brought it up. I'm like, <laughs> he well, just pass well, along his best. Good, good. Likewise, glad glad you got a good turnout. And sorry I couldn't be there. All right. Well, listen, we wanted to do the. Um, you know, talk about your high school days. That's how I know you. I mean, you were on the football team. You were on the track team. Those were some great times. That's right. Back when I could move around and not uh, not injure myself or, you know, have to lay down for a couple hours afterwards in my younger days. When did we? Days, don't was, we? was it Maple Ave or was it junior high? I Well, I think it, it was probably ninth grade. We really got to know each other. That's when we started getting tight. That's junior high, right over there. I think now yeah, junior high way back when. Did they? I think they eliminated the junior high, right? It's yeah, now they, just, since got, they since got rid of it. Eighth grades at Maple Ave, ninth grades back at the high school. Okay, that makes a little more. Yeah, they uh, turned the rest of the junior high to um, the district offices. Okay. Yeah. Ago, Jay. Long time ago, we're both still trucking. That's right. The truck slowed down for both of us some, but hey, you know that's just how it is. Exactly. So you had this event on Friday, and then what was there a uh, picnic on Saturday? Was that yes, the there was? Yeah, we were, we were over at the spa park, and it was nowhere as uh, well attended as Friday night. That was the big one right there. It turned out, but Saturday was the main event. Friday turned out to be the big one. Okay. Yeah, yeah people were still recovering on Saturday, so they couldn't make it over. You didn't? Uh, he uh, tried to break into SPAC for old times' sake. <laughs> Probably. Maybe if they got lost, yeah. <laughs> Have everybody run through. Yeah, well, there was a call of notes tonight. We're recording this on Sunday the 15th, so part of a condensed uh, pop concert schedule going until early October. Or they're having concerts there, right? I heard. Yeah, we're back. Okay. First time in, first time since 2019, since, you know, pre-COVID. They couldn't nice. do it last year. Mm-hmm. And it came yeah. whole season. I was in Saratoga. I just missed the reunion because I was there. I know, um, yeah. Right at the beginning of late July, early August for like uh, 12 days. So brought the little guy there to see his grandparents. So I moved. Uh, I don't know if you and you know this. I moved uh, to a new house 
in I live in Pasadena now. Oh, so you're out of LA. Out of LA proper. Um, we need a little more space and a little bit flatter of a yard with some softer grass for the little guy. Mm-hmm. So I and so that was I normally would come home earlier in the summer, go to Toga earlier in the summer, but we were looking for a house and we finally got all that sewn up. So we moved in for about a week and then you know grandma uh grandma and grandpa said all right you got to bring the grandkid here to 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 see us so um we were there for a couple yeah almost two weeks so i had a good time did some swimming i tried to bring him over to uh, i was going to bring him over to the track but it was it was too hot my sister wound up bringing him over to uh in the morning to watch the horses work out work out and i guess he really liked that i'll bet he did i mean it's wesley's uh no it's not his first time in saratoga not his first time in Saratoga, but it was it was his first time there. I think when the track, because last year I remember we were there and the track was like yeah, running. They didn't, allow, they didn't allow fans. It was off limits because of uh, COVID restrictions. Yeah, and he's a big you know he's a big fan of all animals, so I knew he would be a big horse fan. So actually, that was a good day for him. We went over to the big truck day mm-hmm. at uh, Avenue School, put, which is put on by the Children's Museum. That's good. Mm-hmm. Got to see some big trucks, and then uh, I think it was that day. Maybe it was the next day. He went to see some horses, so he had a had a good time. Well, I'm glad he did. I think little kids are all fan, all fans of animals at one point or another. <laughs> a big fan of bring them home. Get a little too close. If they get a little too close, he becomes not a fan very quickly. Oh yeah, so he, he he's a fan, but he'll want to admire him from a distance, not close up. Same thing with big trucks. He likes big trucks from quite a distance away. There you go. comfort. No good anymore. All right. Well, this is going to be a little. I'm not going to wrap it up right here, but I mean, you did extracurricular activities. I kind of. We have the book on each other. We've known each other for so long. I think so. Well, and then it's interesting because I remember for a long time we had kind of lost touch because yeah, uh, graduation uh, and all that. And well, you know, just, I think it was pre Facebook. Like nobody knew what anybody was doing before Facebook came around. And I was I lived in uh, New York City with with uh, Brad Walbridge for mm-hmm. a while. Oh, um, then I moved back to Saratoga for a few months before I moved out here. And I want to say that was when we reconnected, right? Yeah, that was before you moved out west. So that was two thousand and nine. Yeah, because I've been out here for almost twelve years now. So yeah, it was two thousand nine, and then we we kept in touch. And I think every time I would come to to Togo, we would we would try to get together. I remember yeah, a couple. Would, of- yeah, either yeah, you would look me up like, hey, let's let's hang out. Let's, let's see if Jay Bull is up to hang out, man. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, I remember a couple good uh, little parties and and uh, nights out. I remember oh, one one in particular. I I know <laughs> at Shanley Irving's parents' house. I remember that time with Joe Bruno. Uh huh. We went to go uh, do his business, and then uh, a neighboring house, and the lights came on. <laughs> just, <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh. Out there. <laughs> that was a, quite a highlight so Man, that was crazy we're just yeah. like i'm just gonna go to the bathroom we look over the lights come out like oh you're gonna be in trouble now you thought he was being slick but he got he caught being, yeah he got he almost got got on that instance right there so so well yeah so it's been a while and uh i hope hopefully next time i'm there which i i assume will probably be over christmas we can do it live again are you doing live you're doing live guests again uh, in fact i did a little uh well it wasn't uh, the normal format of the podcast interview but i kind of took the audio from the live stream now it was pretty limited it started off great but then i listened back saturday morning and it was like the audio quality had uh, declined somewhat i was trying to get tom Peretti to watch along with us and we had some technical problems but 
the live stream kept going, but the, there were some audio and maybe some video issues that went on there, more of the former than the latter. Okay. Well, he's a dad, too, so he doesn't know how to do any technical stuff. Oh, so. Tried to set up a maybe his, kid, maybe his daughter will figure it out for him. Who knows? Exactly. You know, he's moving back to the Capital Region. Oh, is he? He's moving to, I believe, Boston Spa. Oh, he's going to be just up the road from me, man. Yeah, so you should give him a call. You can probably get him on uh, to do some some live appearances. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, reach out to him if uh, next time he's in next time you're in town. Oh yeah, definitely. We'll see what definitely. You never know what happens. So back to Saturday, we went to the park. We had uh, Denise Migliazzi rented out this pavilion. We had ourselves a time wasn't as well attended as Friday night. And then just today, I went over to the West Side Sports Bar and Grill. And it was a uh, lower attendance there. I think, you know, travel issues, you know, you didn't make it. You got stuff with the kid. You were here last weekend. I was there in spirit. Get together, but uh, you had some uh, minor medical issue and then you gave it to little Wesley. Yeah, we weren't feeling good. And, you know, and father and son were suffering. Today's environment, better safe than sorry, I guess. Yeah, especially with all this the COVID Delta variant. I think that partly kept the attendance from being what it was. But hopefully five years or 10 years from now, We'll get uh, greater attendance. Eventually, well, well, yeah, I thought you were going to say that we'll not be wearing masks anymore five or ten years oh, from now. It's hopefully. Cross your fingers. We got to wear masks again out here. We have to wear masks inside yeah, public places again. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, it's uh, not that way. Hopefully, well, at least not yet. Anyway, it's. Uh, I'm glad we got this uh, reunion off when we did. But yeah, Saratoga seemed like it was jumping. Uh, we, I would. It was, you know, man. Bringing Wes around Broadway, it, it seemed like a ton of people were out and walking around, and yep. uh, everybody I think is ready to after you know having to stay inside for so long, they're kind of ready to go and, and do some things. Yes, and I was more than ready to go. I mean, I gave interest last fall, and it seemed a pipe dream to do anything of this magnitude in person. Then the vaccines came out, yeah, stuff started reopening around here, and it was like I think we're all but a go here, and the Delta variant kind of almost threw a curveball. But thankfully, it um, didn't affect us the way possible. I still wore a mask when I was in the venue on Friday night. So I came prepared. Everything else was going to be outdoors. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad, glad you're able to do it. Have you been to the uh, track yet? Uh, I went on opening day when it was free admission with the Excelsior Pass. That means uh, your COVID vaccination. How'd you do? I, well, I went over for 2, and that's probably going to be my only visit this year. Yeah, that's all right. You got to make, well, you didn't have to pay to get in, right? So, you, so. Well, it was free admission. It's still seven bucks. It's been like that for a few years now. And now? Wow. I remember when it was like two. Yeah, I, I think I'll go back to our two, three bucks. Man, I remember that when that was three bucks to get in. Wow. Yeah, they figured they'd get your money somehow. So you don't have to pay two bucks to get in. Wow, it's seven. No, oh, that's crazy. I gave more than enough to charity. Seven dollars. Well, free admission. I'm like, all right. I, I gave it. I probably gave the admission price to charity. That's just me. <laughs> Local economy. Now in New York, can you can you do sports gambling like on on your phone or on the internet? Um, regret. Well, I'm still working on it, but right now you can't. Okay. You can't do it here in in Colorado, which um, I mean, I spend some time there every year. You can do it on your phone, and it's it's kind of dangerous because it's so easy. To go in and make a bet, you you can bet on you know any sport. You can bet on like who's going to score the next basket in a basketball game, who's going to win the uh, the point in tennis. Mm -hmm. so dangerous. Yeah, I was thinking nearest here, you can go to like New Jersey or Pennsylvania and do it. Yeah, I know in Jersey you could do it. Okay, I was just wondering if Saratoga. 
had had allowed it. Yeah, probably the probably Naira doesn't want to be able to do it. Or yeah, I think Naira might be stonewalling things here. Anyway, let's get back to the main topic at hand here. I mean, we kind of know each other, so I know you ran track. I knew you played football back in the day. I don't know if there's any other extracurricular activities you were involved in way back when. What's that? Were there, I don't know if there was any other extracurricular activities you were involved with way back when. There were a lot of extracurricular activities, but you mean school-sanctioned extracurricular activities? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I, or I, don't mention, though, the statute of limitations might not be run out yet. That's like the pay version of this episode. Uh, <laughs> I, I played a little basketball. Uh, if you want to call what I did on basketball court, playing basketball, uh, eighth and yep. so I that like modified and then whatever ninth, I guess ninth grade is ninth grade. Yeah, frost team. But kind of was like uh, I had like remember Bo Outlaw. Oh yeah, kind of game. a lot of like hard nosed defense, a lot of rebounds, uh, not a lot of points, a lot of steals, not yeah. a lot of points, a lot of turnovers when I tried to handle the ball, yeah. uh, but. And then I moved over to play, uh, like, you know, rec league basketball. What was the oh, one? Yeah, at the Y, like I yeah. did way back when. You you, uh, you uh, followed me on the court, too. Huh? Yeah, I, I, remember, I played was, ninth grade. You already were me. It, that was CYO. That was the only time I've ever in my life made a game-winning basket. Oh, did I, you? It stole an inbounds pass. I guess we were probably – it was tied or we were down <laughs> one. Dribbled at the length of the court. Managed to not, like, kick it out of bounds or – you know, uh, and I made a layup as time expired. <laughs> How about that? I'm known for making two shots and none of them were free throws. I'll tell you that much. You could probably almost throw down back then, huh? Yeah. Well, I was more like, uh, well, you said Bo Outlaw. I was more like Dennis Rodman. Just trying okay. to grab rebounds every chance I got. I remember you were, were you on, a, you were on a real good team for a while, right? Yeah. You were on a team. Well, I, hey, real good. That first yeah. year we won the championship. So we were more than real good. We yeah. were uh, we were great, and you were center. Well, yeah, I, I came off the bench. It was mostly like some garbage time or something. I was, that's right. probably how Fantasi. If I made varsity, Damian Fantasi would have put me in the same position. But that's all by the by. Hey, as long as you're on the team, that's right. I don't care. Ah. Riding the pine most of the time. As long as I got a jersey, I get in the game every so often. I'm happy. Totally, exactly. Uh, yeah, my athletic. Uh... My athletic career was, was short. I think I still have the record, though, in 40. Uh, oh, yeah. every, this is, in track. Oh, this is, is this in track or? Uh, uh, football, like, it's for, like, football conditioning. Oh, yeah. Uh, it would have you run the 40. And and I every so often, somebody, like a younger person, like my sister knows or something, will go. Apparently, all the records are still up in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And last, I still have the record in the 40. Wow, so, how about that? That's one thing I didn't know about you, Apes. I've known you all these years. I got to put that on my resume. Now, it was, <laughs> was wearing track uh, spikes, like track shoes, and it was on the track. Uh, so, you know, oh, I had everything working for me. But I, I think I still have the record there. Well, there you go. Long may it stand. Now, I <laughs> asked Jen Lonsbury the last Zoom interview I did. I asked him, who was the most, uh, who was some of your favorite teachers from your high school days, if you can think back that far? And my favorite teachers from my high school days, uh, I think I liked all my, I really liked all my English teachers, um, which is, is kind of no surprise. That was the, the, you know, subject I was by far the best in and, and the least probably pain in the ass to the teachers. Um, 
I was in that class. Um, I don't even know if they have it anymore. It was like HLA. It was called. It was kind of a combination like AP English and and social studies or history, and it was kind of like a combination of the two subjects. So you go to one class for for English, and then you'd switch over um, to the social studies portion. Um, so I had I, Mrs. Shepman, I think, uh, for one year of that. I liked her a lot. Mm-hmm. And Mr. God, I don't even remember my teacher's well, we were name. In journal- I remember when we were in journalism with uh, Mr. Favat. Favat, yeah, I like that class. Were yeah, you I, had, I had two classes with him senior year. I, I took senior English with him, and back half of the year, we took journalism together. That's right. That's right. I like that class. Um, most of the time, I, I a lot of my class, I, I think by senior year, I had like five study halls. Oh, boy. Oh my yeah, favorite. we probably had study hall with the football team and the, maybe the track team as well, if I had to imagine. <laughs> yeah, I used to go to the library and I would do crosswords uh, because they would <laughs> New York. So <laughs> I would working hard or hardly working. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in electric, right? And then I'd go take a nap in the stacks for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, then of course you got to go out to lunch. Mm-hmm. Here I only had like four real classes. Um but yeah, probably all my English teachers, I would say, collectively. Yeah. All right. Well, I, this is out of school here. I'm going to ask you two more questions, then I'll get you back to attending to little Wesley. The most influential person uh, in your entire life. It could be school days or outside of the classroom. The most, say again, sorry. Most influential person. Who was uh, the oh, well, most influential person in your uh, in your upbringing during your school days? Um, during my school days? Uh, you know, I don't know. That's a hard one. I threw uh, a curveball at you. Well, I would say now certainly it's an easy one. It's 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 my son because he's yeah, I mean, a little Wesley. Know, yeah, shout out. Because he's the only person that you know I have to. What I do or or how I am directly affects him more than anybody else. So. Oh yeah, I mean, kids can uh, really that, take the kids can take the adults that way. It influences me to, you know, to, to act right and, and straighten up. Jay, I, I go to bed at like 10, 8, 10 p.m. now. I'm up by 7. Nobody's ever influenced me to do that before. Well, that kid got you on the track now. Know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's that would be my answer to that one. I, school days, I don't, I, I don't know. Probably, I, I don't really have an answer for that one. Yeah, I'd have to get back to you on that one. All right, well, no big thing. All right, two more, and then I'll cut you loose here. You've been very gracious with your time. Um, what was the biggest lesson you learned from your extracurricular activities, you know, football and track? You probably learned a good deal from athletics. Biggest lesson I learned. Yeah, big, what's the biggest takeaway you got out of that whole thing? If Brian Becker is running at you full speed, don't go. <laughs> Bill Mullen would probably leave you alone, I guess. <laughs> I oh, Brian, that... yeah, Brian was on that same t- basketball team I, I was on way back when we won the YMCA championship. Yeah. By getting his way in the basketball court either well you know i was i was running next to him in the famous brian becker story where he got hit by a car and then still went to track practice oh, holy mackerel it, wow that's a trooper that's a trooper right there the car was driven by uh the late great ryan rossley oh boy and how about and given what happened to him years later really yeah ironic. it was a little bit uh yeah it was a little you know it was a bit of a joke uh ryan was, was kind of yeah oh what ryan did was a gag what happened to him years later not a gag at all but uh becker i think like uh kind of like ran up on his hood a little bit we were running i think it was track practice that we were run jogging around uh, to warm up and uh 
and Becker kind of ran up on his foot a little bit and he slipped and he went right into the windshield. And sh- like the windshield didn't shatter, but it kind of spider webbed. And I remember he had all glass in his back. Uh, and then I think, I don't even think he went to the doctor. He just he came back to track practice uh, <laughs> the same day. So the, the car was the worst for wear after that. Oh, yeah. And knowing his dad, he probably gave him hell for it. And I know because <laughs> I had him as the coach of the basketball team. Derek Pedrick's dad was the assistant. Yeah, that's right. I remember. I remember. Uh, he wasn't there this weekend, but uh, there you go right there. Hey, yeah, right. Go ahead. Becker wasn't there anymore, so. All it right. Was, well, uh, go ahead. Sorry. It was it was quite a quite a funny story. I always remember that. Oh man! All right, one all right, one more, and then I'll uh, get you out of here. If you had, if you, what was the letter you would write to yourself as you was about to graduate high school? Which he had already done twenty years ago. If uh, you in the present could write a note of uh, encouragement to you twenty years from now, what would you say? I'm sorry, this is too philosophical, but there you go. No. Uh... Let's see. I would say don't be afraid of, of doing new new experiences and doing new things and stepping out of your comfort zone, um, which I, I, you know, I think I took that advice. I, I live, you know, I moved 3000 miles away from Saratoga. So uh, just not not being afraid of doing new things and, and things because they're very, very can be very rewarding uh, once you once you do that. Yeah, I think starting this podcast has been rewarding for me many times over. <laughs> I have par- partially. I have I have you partially to thank for it. Well, hey, I'm glad to play a play a part in it. How many episodes are you up to now? This is this is going to be 132 coming up. So I've been at this a while, as you can tell. Jesus. So you've been doing it for what, like four years, three oh, years, four four plus. Okay, you got to have a, I guess a five year. Well, you already did the hundredth episode. I did 100 here. Well, I've I've been busy just like you, so it's just been catch as catch can. Hey, that's pretty, I would imagine not too many podcasts make it anywhere near that amount of episodes. So that's a, that's a great accomplishment. Now, where are you coming to me uh, from right now? Well, I'm in half moon right now, but where I record the, I did bonus episodes. I did all that in Saratoga. Okay. Okay. So I'm coming to you from what I call the rolling hills of Saratoga County. I'm down near Mechanicville. I'm there near what used to be Parada home ground. Yeah, Mechanicville. But yeah, I, I probably, I don't know when the next time I'll be in Mechanicville because both my grandparents who lived there passed away on the mm-hmm. past. So, um, but it was always, always fun to go down to Mechanicville, especially around the 4th of July. I remember they would always have a big event in yeah, Talmadge Park. Yeah, just down the road, Talmadge Park. Yep, they would have good. I remember the fireworks were always great because the guy, um, I think he passed away you know, a while ago. Uh-huh. Um, he was like the fireworks king he would do fireworks for like the olympic opening ceremonies oh yeah friend. i heard about him alonzo fireworks yeah so he would always make sure the hometown show was was something good so it's ruined fireworks for me now if i see like any other fireworks show it's like kind of meh yeah all right well apes i'm gonna let you get back to little wesley give him and give amy my best we'll do buddy we'll do and uh thanks for thanks for taking some time and uh hope to get you're getting some good content out of the reunion so i can kind of uh uh, participate uh, by listening to that. Uh, I, did like a pre, I did like a pregame. I did a little bonus app and then I did a postmortem. I did the postmortem just today. Okay. Well, let me know when it's, I'll be listening in and look forward to uh, being with you live. Uh, probably maybe for the, the holiday fest again. All right. Holiday shit fest 2021 back in person. All right. Adam Perron has been my guest right. out there in Pasadena, California. This right. has uh, been quite, inter- quite an interview there, sir. And, and I'll try to get that movie watched one of these days, and I'll let you know, and then we'll, we'll chop it up about that. 
Okay, sounds good. All right, take care, right. bud. Do it, bud. Bye now. Thanks once again to Adam Parada for his appearance, albeit virtually, on this podcast. It was a great way to cap off my high school's 20th reunion weekend. I will talk about that in the next episode. But let's wrap this bad boy up first. We're going to start with some pod shout-outs. No greens from Allentown yet again. Peter Winston has gone bi-weekly with that podcast. I'll just give you a little explanation. Peter watches an episode of a different wrestling promotion show. Something random, and then he gives his thoughts on it in his own inevitable fashion. This little side project he did since the beginning of the pandemic is called GFA Live. Peter and Keith Langston do a live watch this time around. This time they did an episode of WCW Worldwide from the Saturday before Thanksgiving, November 23rd, 1991. And it was their way of paying tribute to the late, great Bobby Eaton, who passed away recently. A lot of these wrestlers are going like flies. We had... Bobby Eaton, Mr. Wonderful Paul Ollendorf. We lost the assassin Jody Hamilton. Man, oh man, it's They are dropping like flies. Professional wrestling, they don't last too long. Sorry to bring the mood down. We go now to Western New York. The sportscaster, Steve Bennett, interviewed Stuart Mandel and Michael Fabiano. We talked all about college football and sports gambling, fancy football, rather. I don't know why I went the gambling road. I'm <laughs> going back to that discussion you heard with Parada earlier. 24-inch podcast, Steve and Dave Rollins discuss Hulk Hogan's appearance in SummerSlam 1988. We're getting to that time of year, folks. The Breaking Down Show, Pete A. Turner talked to Peter Matsukas and Andrew Milner. Some great conversation there. And the Lower Littles podcast, Chuck and Roxy had Jeff Kenton and had Jen Irwin to discuss Summer of Littles 3.1. I discussed being in the virtual venue earlier in this episode, as you may know. So check those podcasts out. As for this little dog and pony show, we're available on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, or the podcatcher of choice. My true crime podcast is currently on hiatus. I've been a busy person. It's hard to do one podcast, two doubly so. But as for this podcast... If your podcaster of choice has ratings and review capabilities, give me a good write-up and a five-star review. That really helps me out. Now it's time to close out the episode with one more thing. And this is where I talk about something I didn't get to talk about in the course of the episode. And I hate to turn this into Jason Sports Corner, but this is how we're going to end the show. we got to talk a little Yankees here. I watched the Field of Dreams game. Now, this was going to happen last year, but with COVID restrictions and that, this had to be postponed. I thought it was interesting what Major League Baseball had done. They were trying to get younger fans to watch, but I read an article, I believe it was from Marketplace or this NPR type of show. They also do a bunch of podcasts. They could wind up getting the older generation, which comically is kind of their fan base. It might get them to take their grandkids to a game or take the parents along with them, have three generations enjoy America's pastime. Well, it was quite the scene in Dyersville, Iowa. Kevin Costner, in his own inimitable fashion, star of the movie Field of Dreams, was first on the field, and both the players came out of the cornfield. I mean, that tremendous shot of Aaron Judge from the back making his way to the cornstalks. It was quite the game, a dramatic ending. What a way to start. It's a shame the Yankees lost. I thought the Yankees were going to pull off the upset. They've been down the whole time. Andrew Haney, boo. Brian Cashman, boo, for even bringing him on. 
Giancarlo Stanton. What a titanic home run. Top of the ninth. Blew the save for Liam Hendricks. But Tim Anderson got to be on the Yankees' side. And wound up costing the Yankees 9-8. to eight. Some quite, That was a questionable move to bring in Haney. And before the trade deadline, it was great getting Joey Gallo. and Alex Rizzo from the a fire sale on the north side of Chicago with the Cubs. White Sox inner city rivals, oddly enough. Breaking up the Texas Rangers. Joey Gallo reunited with Runet Odor. Well, he had quite a run there. It was a disappointing inning for the Yankees, but it was an exciting game. I pretty much can tell you that. Coming attractions here as I wrap it up. We're going to talk all about that high school reunion I had in the next episode, so stay tuned for that. So I'm going to wrap it up here in this episode of Keeping to Yourself Podcast in the Wednesday Season Series. Thank you as ever for listening and never take the audience for granted. I'll talk to you next week. And as always, and above all else, wait for it. Wait for it. Keep smiling. Let us live. Sit, Boo Boo, sit. Good dog. <laughs>